Dude, I I can tell you if we could have an if we got an episode dedicated to Josh reading out loud, dude, I could fill two hours. I know I could. Josh, you got your blue jackets manual? <laughs> yes, I would love to hear you give us instruction of how to stencil our underwear. Oh. Hey everybody, welcome to Sea Stories. Sea Stories are tall tales generally told amongst fishermen and sailors, generally in a pub over some brews. I've gathered, what do we got, five former U.S. Navy sailors to tell our own sea stories over our own beers that we bring. I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody and they'll give us their, uh, the beers that they're drinking. Like I said, my name is Adam Herrera. I'm a former fire controlman. And today I'm drinking a Maduro Brown Ale from Cigar City Brewing over there in your neck of the woods, Drew, Florida. 5.5% uh, ABV. And uh, so far, so good. Uh, stick by to the end of episodes to give our reviews. Uh, Andy, what's going on, dude? How have you been? And what are you drinking? Been good. Uh, I got uh, something a little different. Doing a bold rock hard lemonade. It's just a five percent ABV, and it's uh, one of the, their breweries is in Virginia, in uh, Mellsford, and uh, you know, pretty good. So uh, that's what I got on tap today. Awesome. Uh, welcome back, Drew. We missed you last time, um, but we got by. Uh, how how have you been? And uh, what do you got for us today? I am good. It's good to be back. I did miss you guys too. I felt kind of like you you cheated on me with someone. So it was weird listening to the episode. Do you uh, mixed feelings? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you get cheated on like this, do you prefer a lesser person or a or an upgrade, if you will? Oh, definitely lesser. It makes me feel okay. like you know better about myself. Okay. Um, not that I mean it was a great show. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sad I missed out on all the senses, though. Um, but anyway, I'm drinking a um, funky Buddha. You can't see it with the uh, thing there. Awesome. Um, it's a funky Buddha Floridian wheat beer. Um, it is from South Florida. It is 5.2. Um, and it is a like a German style wheat beer. So pretty good so far. Awesome. Um, bringing in the amateur professional bowler, Joe, over here. What's going on, dude? And uh, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm Ooh. Joe. I'm feeling good. Uh, I am drinking a <clears throat> Boulevard beer, uh, single wide IPA is what it's called. It's an India Pale Ale. It is at 5.7 ABV, 57 uh, ABUs. I'm sorry, IBUs. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, shouting out about it later on. Awesome. Um, welcome back, Josh, as always. Always always glad to have you here with your crazy <laughs> man beard. Uh, <laughs> how have you been and uh, what do you got for us? All right, tonight I am drinking what they call Voodoo Ranger. It's from New Belgium, which I think is out of Colorado. Um, it is 7% ABV, so 
you definitely have to uh <laughs> watch it with these um they definitely go down very smoothly um some notes here bursting with tropical aromas and juicy fruit flavors from mosaic and amarillo hops this golden ipa is perfectly bitter with a refreshing sublime finish got some cool art on it it's got this cool i don't know what do you call it? park ranger looking dude but it's a skeleton so i don't know it's the honestly that's the best i've ever heard you read in my life <laughs> i must be in my library mode I, that, librarian that's, mode that's what i think it is that you've been i've been, been doing a lot of reading with the children actually it's been it's been quite quite oh, fun awesome um and as you guys can see we have a special guest right with us today um another fire controlman correct no no oh. i i came out of the bellows of an eye seaman i see why did i, I see who i wonder who i'm thinking of then oh, oh but, i don't know hopefully nobody bad yeah i guess not um <laughs> <laughs> what's going on scott how have you been and i know you don't got anything for us but uh how have you been welcome to the i've show. been doing good i've been doing good i've been surviving trying to live the life i moved out here from home state of Wyoming about 10 years ago and uh just been living got married 10 years ago got twin girls that are 25 and a 17 year old boy that'll about drive you crazy oh Ooh. you're you're almost out mm -hmm. of it yeah almost out of it but it got to get them through college hopefully yeah. well, um, one day one the military day. yeah there was a hope maybe at one time but I really don't think he uh he sees, I think, you know, maybe some of my stories might convince him to try, but then I don't think, I don't think so. We'll do our best to make it cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just did a veterans thing, and I was kind of hoping maybe those stories, but he was like, oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, well, we're definitely going to get to know you a little bit more, but I just want to, I have a couple of things I want to get through before we begin. Uh, first of all, our good friend RJW. Yeah. Has a match coming up, but the DCW, he's going to be fighting for their tag team championship on, uh, I got here as Saturday, November 27th at the VFW in Pasigula, Mississippi. It's the Pride versus Muddy Waters, if, once again, for the tag team championship. Super excited for the boy. Um, I would say good luck, but man, we got, we got, we're bringing home the championship belts, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's been putting in the work, that's for sure. Um, so good, good luck out there, RJW. If you're listening, we're rooting for you. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Heath from the E14 podcast. I was on his podcast a couple of weeks ago, had a good time, and uh, he just retired after 26 years of naval service. So, congrats to uh, Heath out there from the E14 podcast. And last but not least, um, Trish Jennings, a couple of weeks ago, I had her second kid. I feel bad for saying it like that, but I'm fairly confident it's her second kid, Presley, beautiful baby girl. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to give a congrats to Trish out there. She is a, uh, she is a podcast faithful. Yeah, super yeah. fan. She's a super fan, so appreciate it. Appreciate it. Get those clicks in there. <laughs> um, 
So Scott, I want to start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what the IC world is like. Uh, let's see. Well, I joined I joined the Navy in 99. Of course, uh, it was the uh, April Fool's Day, 99. <laughs> There's a funny story about how I got in on that day. Uh, but I joined a couple years after graduating high school, uh, went to Great Lakes, uh, did the, uh, the whole boot camp thing and then joined, uh, or not joined, but did the I Seaman school, uh, went through the whole common core, uh, I think it was common core electrical core or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was three different schools I had to get through before I went to actual IC school. Uh, when I got done with school I was supposed to go to one place and they end up switching at the last second so then I end up doing uh, C school which a lot of guys were pissed about that I got but whatever um, so then uh, after that I went to uh, Norfolk spent uh, five years on the uh, the cook and uh, basically anything major that happened during my time in is is what happened that basically changed the, the landscape of the world uh, <laughs> And, uh, was, uh, it was a lot of fun times, a lot of scary times, something I'd never regret to go back and do it again. Uh, after that, I got out, went to school, uh, went and did the job thing. Uh, of course the economy fell through in the late two thousands and then moved out here to Illinois. Um, there's a one name that somebody will recognize very well. The old John foot recruited me out to Illinois and, uh, started working out here at a, uh, a factory and then ended up meeting my wife about a month after I moved to Illinois. Uh, got married about a year, no, two years after that. I got engaged a year after that, moved in two years or married and been living a life out here ever since. <laughs> um, can you tell everybody what an I-seaman does? Basically, the I seamen got the leftovers of what electricians' mates didn't want to deal with anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, fire alarms, flooding alarms, flash alarms, uh, IVIX, you know, the ones that everybody screwed around with and, and uh, played uh, what they family guy all the time on a circuit, on s uh, specific circuits, you know. Uh, I specifically worked on. Uh, data multiplexing, data multiplexing system, DMS. Um, a lot of it was uh, turn shit off, turn it back on. Okay, there <laughs> we go. Let's go, you know, <laughs> pull a card, change a card. Oh, that worked. Okay, great. If not, well, I guess we'll have to wait for, uh, 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 I can't even remember what the specialist civilian guys that came out. And, yeah. They came out and, and, oh yeah, this is what it was. Oh, that's great. Had no idea. So, <laughs> You know, it's uh, I'm the expert here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that um, happened with spy a lot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, did that, and and uh, it was a lot of having to deal with everybody. It was almost like a customer service thing with everybody on the boat. Uh, yeah, you know, I had something in everybody's compartment, so I'd always had to deal with everybody on the ship. <clears throat> um, so this might lead into my next question, but I see, man were in charge of playing the movies on deployments correct yeah 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 they were i uh as a matter of fact i was the one that uh i think it was the second cruise uh the war cruise i guess you'd call it uh the first strike i started doing a uh, a theme like i tried to do a theme night you know and then try to change it up but 
even when you had like 250 different movies, it seemed like you played the same shit over <laughs> and over and over and over. And it was like Christmas when you got the new box in the mail with like the new releases, even though that stuff came out like three months ago and everybody else was talking about it in emails and stuff that you got. You know, hey, no, no, don't tell me nothing about that. I haven't seen the movie yet. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Did the captain have any kind of over? Yes say what was going to be showing no he had his own he had his own uh vcr and he always came oh. down and asked for specific movies same thing with the chiefs mess they had their own vcr they okay. come down and request and you know they didn't have to watch what we were watching what's know. a vcr just kidding <laughs> thomas yeah uh, i'm sure that uh you know but, you can only make about 50 people happy with any movie you pick at any given time and then the you? rest of the time you're just like you gotta be full kid me do we like i could i know that i called down there multiple times and bitch like stop playing shooter yeah i remember that <laughs> i remember that i remember getting a phone call like even the people that were on uh on the watch and back for ess <laughs> They'd get the phone call, and I remember Belay one time didn't disconnected the phone, so they wouldn't call because we had three different phones in there, and the one we had to use we couldn't disconnect. So. Yeah, that's but, funny. Yeah, or they'd walk down they, it, when people knew where the where the where after I see was where all the the media stuff was. <laughs> they'd walk once. down there and be like, "Nah, dude, go away." <laughs> um. So, so real quick for for those that know know um. On deployments, we would get movies sometimes that haven't been released out into the movie theaters that we they that they would then play to the ship's crew. Um, Scott, if there was a movie playing in the lounge that no matter what you do, you saw that it was on, maybe it's not. Maybe it's different for you because you're part of that media crew. Is there a movie that you think of all the time that reminds you of deployment or something that if it was on, you had to watch for like? 15 20 minutes it's it's funny i was i like i was telling the guys earlier I, I listened to the podcast from a couple weeks ago or whatever and that same question coming up and i was thinking about that i'd have to say the generic ones were like uh hamburger hill uh, uh what was it uh, uh full metal jacket uh what was the uh, jesus what was clint eastwood heartbreak ridge heartbreak ridge you know, I'll give one to Joe Shooter. I actually like that movie. It was a good one, even though he hated. Of course, I think that was one of them that he said every time he went down to the lounge, it was the same fucking movie every single time. <laughs> it seemed like it was always on. Like, I, I've never seen it all the way through from front to back. Like I've, but I've seen it in every little 15, 20 minute. And I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen at every time. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, those 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 would be the ones that always I'd stop and and you know sit there and watch or maybe even recite with them at the same time because obviously we've seen them. You know, my second cruise when I was doing the whole media thing, I was like, oh my god, come on, I've got to have something <laughs> embedded in this. Luckily, there was a rotation with those movies. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> a farts would send us a list of, hey, these are the movies we got to get back, and then these are the movies you mm. keep. Okay, great. So <laughs> there was a rotation, but it didn't happen very often. I remember um, one time we got the Super Bowl sent to us at that. We were out at sea during the Super Bowl. Do I remember that? One of the Super Bowls. They they, they mailed yeah. you a copy yeah. of the Super Bowl. We didn't know what. I think we didn't like know. Like four you know, months later? Well, I don't think it was that <laughs> much longer. But nobody remembers that? 
I think we got it. We got like a signal. I think we like set up a signal for the Super Bowl. I don't even remember what it was called. It was the satellite that only worked in specific spots because of Spy. Spy blocked like three quarters of it. It had to be like, yeah, even if then, you know, and then half the time I think it was down because it never worked. It always had corrosion problems or something. You know, you open up that the the dome or whatever, and you look in there and be like, oh Jesus Christ. Be full of what? Just salt and it, nastiness. One time and... We, I, I think one time I opened it up and just about six inches of water came out of it. I'm like, oh my word. that might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> let, the air, let this thing air out for a day. Yeah, yeah. Plug it back thing, in. Let this thing air out, and maybe we'll get some signal. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, Scott, thanks for listening to the podcast. We, I know the boys really appreciate that. So you probably know what questions coming up next. Uh, favorite meal on the ship and worst meal on the ship oh I, I, the first one i'll give you is I, I couldn't stand couldn't couldn't look at it couldn't even try it was shit on a shingle i couldn't do that stuff that stuff was so nasty like thank god they had options for breakfast because anytime that was up there you know and my wife always gives me a bad beef time about something it. It was like chip beef and gravy. Or it's something. gross. It's nasty. Yeah. My no, wife thanks. loves it. She gives me a bad time about it all the time. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't. There's no. There's no way. Uh, favorite meal? I don't know. Sometimes. It, I mean, I guess it depended on the week. You know, it was. I was thinking about it the other day. Like the what was the week. The week schedule was like Tuesday slider day, I think, or something, or. Yeah. Taco Tuesday, maybe, or Wednesday yeah. with slider or something. Thursday night with spaghetti night, you know, something like that. So, I mean, I guess it kind of, I say if it have to be, it'd be taco, taco, whatever day it was, I mean, you know, unless they yeah. change it up. But I always liked the way that, like, you knew that Tuesday was going to be hamburger day or something. I, I just, I, and they weren't bad burgers. No, you know, they weren't great, but, uh, but it was like the idea of like, you know, being and doing work and stuff and be like, man, I can't wait for dinner, dude. It's burger night, mm-hmm. you know, and being actually kind of, you know, jazzed about it being, it gave you something to look forward to. It wasn't like you went down there and then you were disappointed because they were serving goulash. You well, know, you, was... knew, you knew what they were going to serve, like, you know, when, with, with, you know, like, like there were toss up days or meals or whatever, you know, you know, but yeah, it always gave you something to look forward to when you knew that, you know, like burger day or chicken and wings or, you know, surf and turf. But I think, you know, eating and having good meals is good for morale. And they always, there's always a joke going around that the Navy always eats the best, you know. We do. We, we, I thought we did. I thought, I, Air yeah. Force, I thought Air Force always gets, like, good shit because. Well, yeah, always on can order out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I joke with a lot of uh, my veteran friends and a lot of the students that I, I work with. You know, I was in the military, but I've never eaten like an MRE. Like I've never had to, never yeah. want to, never did. Oh. They have all these stories about eating MREs. And I'm like, ah, never did it. Sorry. I saw one once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I trained with the army in Fort Lewis and lunch was always MREs. Yeah, sorry about oh, you. <laughs> um, yeah. If you guys, if you guys don't mind, since we got three new players do you mind if we do a quick round of the senses questions for uh drew josh and scott sure yeah 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 yeah. i i 
I have I have to tell you, I'm getting a little nervous because when Joe gets nervous, laugh like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to see what happens. They're just it reminds, me, it reminds me of a lot of what was going on on the boat, like on the Mestex. He's like, yeah, yeah I, I want to see what's going on there. I want to know. Old instigator Joe. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. It's not true. Um, I don't want to rush you guys, but but at the same time, I'm interested. I'm interested in you guys' answers. So I'm going to need you guys to clear your minds. And we're going to start with vision first. When you think about vision, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you reflect on your naval career? Uh, we'll start with Drew. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like uh, one of the guys said it, but like, haze gray, man. Like every time I just, I see or think of the Navy that just that color like it just pops into my brain. Josh. <laughs> um, I was linking like more like my vision changed <laughs> um, in regards to just life in general. Okay. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Appreciating what we have here, I guess really and truly and i know me i know we all sacrificed but some people gave a lot more than we did but um i guess that i don't know that's really deep dude it really, <laughs> i accept awesome. that answer i don't care what joe says uh scott how about yourself oh well you know like i said i listened to that podcast today um vision wise i think i have there's a lake i drive by every so often that uh actually have to go like uh, bridge that goes over and every, i would say every once in a while i see like a sunset or a sunrise mm -hmm. on the on the water and stuff kind of it reminds me a lot of you know <clears throat> when the conditions were right <laughs> and it wasn't you know windier in hell or even then i guess like you talk about going i mean you can go up to the smoke deck area and, and be you know out of the kind of the elements but just seeing like just kind of sitting there sometimes on one of the uh oh god you guys talked about it with line handlers but just sitting on one of the posts there on top side and just watching the sunset or the sunrise, you know, and just kind of forgetting, you know, not really forgetting where you're at, but everything else that's going on, you don't have to really worry about anymore. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> all right. Clear your minds again. And uh, now we're, we're, we'll go with smell. If you think of a smell that re when you reflect on your neighbor career, what's a smell that, comes to mind drew um oh man <clears throat> i feel like that there's a couple that come to mind that specifically but a, a lot of it i feel like has to do with the morning so just kind of the morning routine of like getting up smelling breakfast um you know uh we used to be smokers and go to the smoke deck every morning so that stale like old cigarette smell with like the the sea breeze coming in from like the, the port side. That's kind of what I, what I think of. And I remember. Nice. Uh, Josh, what introspective thing do you think about when you think of the sense of smell and reflecting back on your neighbor? Oh man. You know, what I do remember is that smell of that JP five. Cause I would always get stuck on those line handlers for that refueling oh yeah, yeah some of that stuff would leak out or when they would disconnect it would leak out and you can just smell that stuff um or going down like to the engine rooms 
you know, uh, kind of smell like an old shop. Yeah. Uh, I feel like our spaces were always pretty clean smelling and stuff. I don't remember our spaces specifically that smelled a certain way. Uh, it's because Andy was spraying Simple Green into the vents. <laughs> Unofficial ship smell. I do yeah. remember combat smelling a certain way. Maybe Febreze will come out with something that says some smell of simple green for you. <laughs> but once we get once we get famous on this podcast, then <laughs> then the go. endorsements start rolling in. Yeah. Totally buy it. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Scott? Uh, mine gets a little bit deeper. I was thinking about that. Uh, kind of like what Josh was talking about with JP5 and Greece and oil and that yeah. but mine kind of brings me back to the first cruise uh when the coal got bombed uh i was actually cranking but i was in laundry and during that time uh we would bring over some of the guys from the coal you know they've been combating all the flooding and, and everything and they you know they're some of their clothes were completely drenched in you know fuel oil grease blood you know sweat and they come over and they they come over got a hot meal got a hot shower got a clean rack and during that whole night i would basically sleep in laundry and wait for the dryer to wake me up to change out their clothes because they would get back on the rib boat the next morning about seven or eight and then they'd head back over and then they'd bring more people back and forth yeah you know kind of get them away from that ship what was going on in that um but there's times like even I owned a diesel truck at the time. There was sometimes it would just, I'd be refueling, I'd be getting gas and or diesel and it'd pop in my head, you know, yeah. just the, I think it was two or three weeks straight. I was almost in laundry, constantly doing laundry. That's crazy. Thanks for sharing that. That's nuts to think about. <sighs> all right. All right, gentlemen, clear your minds one more time. And uh, let's go with hearing. When you think about uh, a sound that, and you reflect on your naval career, what's the sound that comes to your mind, uh, Drew? Um, I think that just like the ship just had an overall like sound, like a hum, um, <clears throat> you know, especially when we were underway and really cruising, you know, you can hear the engine, just a lot of like ambient <clears throat> noise, you know? Um, so I, I think that just, it makes like being, you know, like silence actually kind of strange after you've been on the ship for a while mm -hmm. right so I, I think just the overall like the the sound of the ship gotcha uh josh i don't know <laughs> one thing i do remember though is that some for some reason probably because i was in that edc1 division or whatever i ended up in some of those fan rooms that were kind of like on the exterior that were actually sucking in the air for the engines and stuff. And those things would always scare the shit out of me. And they were so scary. We'd always go in there like pain or something like that. But if there's anything that I remember hearing, it's definitely those things. Um, I don't remember hearing anything that was, I mean, of course, like quarter decks, I mean, uh, general quarters, whistles and all those whistles in the morning and stuff. Yeah. When I hear them like on a TV show or, something like that or i might show a kid at school or something and be like hey check this out that's what the both is made dead to wake us up in the morning they're like really i'm like yeah it's not as cool as you think it is 
but uh yeah definitely those very just traditional things or maybe i don't know if i was ever on i don't know never heard like the anchor drop or anything like that that i can remember anybody remember anybody ever hear that or yeah when they like release the anchor and the the chain is going through the and i can imagine what it would sound like but i never really got to witness it we were all if we were doing anything we were back aft for sure yeah um scott oh sounds i think there was probably a hundred different sounds like i would say sometimes to me and it's weird it's kind of it it's uh i was on the smash and crash crew uh during the second cruise and uh there's times where i'd hear like a uh i call it helo but i you know helicopter come flying over and just kind of you know you don't really daydream it just makes you remind you of being on you know standing there in the mm-hmm. god awful well during the winter time i love those suits because it kept you warm but in the summer when we we're in like the you know the golf and that and it's you know balls dripping sweat and it's you know you got to wear that as soon as the helo comes in you got to put at least your jacket and you already got your pants on and everything and then you got to wait for them to leave before you can take all that crap off and oh it was it was i think i lost more weight doing that crap than trying to work out on the boat <laughs> all right gentlemen clear your minds one more time and then let's go with the sense of touch um is there something that reminds you of when you reflect back on the navy regarding the sense of touch drew i always think of um like handling line yeah so you know it's always that like crusty feel you know and then of course there's always the the line goes in the water (laughs) and then you get like you're like oh shit the line went in the water and of course it's you know cold as hell outside and then you got to you know, handle that cold line. I remember all that. Um, and especially uh, handling the line for like unrep. Man, I think it'd be greasy and just like nasty. Like, I, I remember that feel. Did you have a, did you guys have a special um, coveralls just for those line handling evolutions? Or were you like, or did you have to make that decision to like, well, now my pants are wet. Do I, <laughs> do I, go through an early pair of coveralls or do i just say fuck it he's tried to uh, uh try to designate something but it then it never worked out then it was always like an emergency or something like <clears> they're <throat> not even an emergency just something where i was like ah fuck going down and changing i won't get i won't get paint on these there's no way it's just a <laughs> it's just a door you know and then you're like oh well hell now i got two pair of paint now i, now I have two pair of inspection coveralls that are ruined <laughs> yeah well, plus, you know, me, Scott, and Drew, like the uniform import used to be utilities. So we used to do line handlers and utilities too. So I did. I always try to, I always try to tell them that because we had to go down below to disconnect all those uh, telephone cables mm-hmm. and, and crap and, you know, cable TV, telephone, and pull all that stuff up that, you know, we had to be in coveralls just in case whatever. I don't. I think it was a point when, uh, oh, uh, JJ, you know, I gotta love JJ. JJ was like, whatever, I don't care, just get the job done, and we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I don't care what you're wearing, just at least have clothes on, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, uh, touch the sense of touch. You got anything? Oh, I tell you what, 
Um, one thing I do remember is how the uh, radar array on the outside felt. It was like almost like a rubbery type of texture. Another thing yeah. is like there was like pieces of the ship that had this rubbery, spongy, like I guess radar absorbent material on it. I uh, always thought was real strange. Um, but yeah, the the radar always felt a little strange, kind of rubbery. I don't know, it was weird. Um, no, no. Other than that, I mean, yeah, definitely the line handling. You know, dealing with a what rope or the line. Um, I don't know. No, I guess, nothing. I guess you guys never fell on non-skid. No. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, yeah. someone took that. That's a so, good touch yeah. one for sure. For sure. Concrete is yeah. the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Razor blade concrete. Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, obviously, none of you guys were on the uh, first cruise when we had to go down around the Horn of Africa and actually did uh, cross the equator and had to do the old. Uh, yeah. Can't even believe it. I don't remember what Shellback. it's called. Shellback. Shellback. Oh my god! Even then, it was nothing like what it used to be. But we had to crawl across that crap, and I don't remember how many shower shoes that were taped to people's knees, and those things were shredded within the first thirty seconds. You know, <laughs> trying to go through it, and then finally they got to the point where this. You know, of course, our our first CO that i had you know he was like no 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 don't do that it would it would you know like oh you know maybe it'll finally toughen up some of these dudes that are on here you know because they cried and whined about being out there in the morning uh getting acted like they're becoming navy seals and you know budge training or something because i'm sure you know yeah you you can't get uh, a couple hundred dudes together without having about seven clowns in there yeah yeah Uh, uh what's that your touch memory scott or uh, you got something else i think the grittiness like when we were underway just the grittiness of outside yeah. you know the salt the, yeah you know like you couldn't go topside and think you were going to keep the salt off you and then you come in like what the hell did i just rub i didn't yeah. rub up against anything how the hell did i get it on <laughs> me? you know like <clears throat> my god especially like out in the gulf when the the whole ship is covered in salt and you step outside for three seconds and you're already sweating your balls off and everything's covered in salt that's like a feeling that i can't shake yeah but did anybody ever notice when you did the freshwater wash down in the gulf that you had dirt (laughs) dirt in the middle of the ocean the gulf whatever it was we're miles thousands of miles away from any kind of land and we're washing dirt off the boat (laughs) Like we didn't even hit a port yet when we came through the Straits of Hormuz and we got dirt. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how dusty that damn thing gets. Yeah, no, yeah. One, no one has a pet, and there's dust everywhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, like the one thing I hated the most is when we went there on my first cruise, how humid and ungodly hot it was. Like you could yeah. cut a brick of air and carry it with you to the next place. And then put it back where you got it from. I mean, it was, I hated heat. I hated humidity. I mean, I'm a fat guy for life. You know? <laughs> and I don't know how many guys would be trying to, uh, what was it? The helo room or the helo, the helo control deck or whatever. And on the aft, that's where like the only air conditioning you could get to when you had aft watch, when you're supposed to be out there protecting the shit, you're like, well, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be in air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not sweat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was even two hour watches. They, they shifted that to two hour watches during the day. 
Oh, it wasn't no four hours. It was two hours. We had a two hour uh, watch rotation because of that. Oh, wow. I remember those, those days when it was, when it was just so hot out there and carrying that M14 on your back and just pouring sweat in and then that that strap would be de- digging in your shoulder. You're already hot and sweaty. And go, dude. Yeah, I'm changing my my sense of touch of feel to that M14 strap cutting into my shoulder God, blade damn. after holding yeah. that thing for four and a half hours. <laughs> no, yeah. that yeah. M14. <laughs> Why are we standing or how, with the M14? Or how many guys got yelled at? Right. You know, yeah, how many guys got yelled at for trying to wear it across their chest instead of on their shoulder? <laughs> You know, yeah, well, it hurts my shoulder. Well, tough. How are you gonna get it off to shoot somebody, dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> I just left mine in the Hang shitter. On. Hang on, stop what you're doing. Hang on. Yeah, exactly. Hold on a second. I gotta get prepared for this. Uh um and then I'm not gonna do taste, but uh um is there a memory when you reflect on your naval career that that you think about that's not brought on by anything it just like a constant memory that just pops into your head i got i got one uh and this may be just a simple little one but i always still think back anytime even i guess maybe anytime i get you know kind of down or whatever but i think back walking outside at in in the pitch black and looking up and seeing I still have never seen so many stars in my life than being out there on that, you know, whatever flight deck at, in the, at night and seeing, I mean, it was, just, it was just nuts, but that's something that always, I'll never forget that image. That would have been a cool, that. that would have been a cool vision answer, Josh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was thinking a little <laughs> deeper. <laughs> that <moment. laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stop <laughs> yeah i always i always kind of reflect back and i i remember uh kind of watching the the tomahawks launching um from the the aft flight deck um it, you know with everyone being there just the whole excitement and just how really just amazing it was um I'll, uh, you know it, it always pops into my mind Something I'll never ever forget seeing. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Scott, how about you? Uh, you know, I think one of them is just you know like a family thing. Like I remember <laughs> Drew was there when uh, when uh, when we got back from the war. Well, I think Andy, Andy, you were too, weren't you? We, yeah, I was there. Halfway through, yeah. Uh, it just pops in my head every once in a while when you know, we pulled in and everybody's waiting on the pier for us to come home and I get off the boat, you know, I didn't think I'd be too emotional. And then there's my mom crying over. She's got makeup on and, you know, she's crying on my shoulder and we got dress whites on. And first thing she says, I got makeup all over uniform. I was like, ah, oh, that's that, whatever. That's fine. You know, I, I can go buy another one. And, and then out of nowhere, here comes that infamous name, John Foot looks straight at me with my parents. We're gonna get fucking wasted, buddy. And I'm like, oh my God. And my mom's like, who's that? Well, that's John. Uh, we haven't met him yet, but uh yeah, uh, that's that's John Foot, one of good one of good friends of ours. <laughs> awesome. Uh I don't think I'll ever get tired of asking questions like that because everybody has like a unique perspective, and I think it's all fascinated. So Scott. If you've been following us, you, you can 
you can kind of tell that we've been on this podcast journey of starting from the beginning. We talked about getting recruited, going through boot camp, going through training, checking on board the ship. We went on a little tour, an audible tour of the ship and stuff like that. As you're listening to the podcast, are there any um, memories from yourself that that you think about up to this point just to kind of like catch up with us? Man, there's a lot. Like I said, I, I got probably a story for everything you guys have been talking about. It brings like a flood of memories back. Uh, like I said, when I first joined, uh, it was my third time to MEPS. And uh, back then it was a whole image thing that they're, you know, they're trying to get rid of the fat chief image, you know, and they had the standards of, you know, either 20 or was it 20% body fat or 22 or something. And if you didn't make weight, you had to get taped and by your height and then around your belly and your neck. And, you know, you hope to God you had some kind of turkey neck where, you know, it was wider than your belly. Uh, but it was the last time I went there. And like I said, it was April 1st of 99. And the guy comes back after getting taped and measured and he goes, well, you're a half inch over. I was like, are you kidding me? You realize I'm going to boot camp, right? Like <laughs> I'm going to lose weight. I'm like, I'm going to get smaller. And then I gave him this, you know, of course I've always told, you know, I've always told like my son, don't ever lie to people. Around. April fools. Guess what? My dad's going to kick me out of the house if they don't let me in the Navy. So for the love of God, you know, what's a half inch. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go back there and I'll change it a half inch. If it, if you get within standards of taking a half inch off, then you're good to go. If not, I'm just going to leave it. I'm like, all right. So he comes back, you know, it's on like the longest five minutes of my life. It was probably 30 seconds. Who knows? He's like, all right, you're good to go. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. You know, cause I really didn't want to go back home. I mean, it's not like I didn't, didn't like my parents or not. I just, you know, there was nothing in Wyoming at the time I wanted to do. So, uh, matter of fact, when I got done with boot camp, I went from 230 or 240 to 200 pounds. I was like a stick. <laughs> you know? my, my mom said that. She goes, oh, my God, I can't even recognize you. I was like, well, thanks, Mom. Nice to see you, too. But, you know, I was not even within standards. Even then, I had to get taped and measured at 200 pounds, you know. So, uh, can you um can you talk to us about um checking on to the Don Cook? What kind of feelings were you getting from <laughs> the ship, from the crew when so, you first checked on board? Yeah, when I checked in, I actually didn't go straight to the boat. Um, and I cannot remember his name. It was an IT one. Uh, it, it started with an R. It was way before you guys. Drew, I don't know if Drew might have met. I'm not sure. But I actually, he was my sponsor because I was a part of the CE uh, division. Uh, and uh, which when they changed, I guess during that time, I seamen fell underneath combat systems instead of engineering like they used to be because of who knows what, some kind of change or transition. But he actually picked me up at the airport. And I, the, so the first night in Norfolk, I actually stayed at his house. And then, uh, so then I changed into uniform and I think it was utilities. He had me change into or something. And it was just the, <clears throat> it, I don't know if it was, it wasn't like overwhelming, but it was just like, holy shit. Like there's, there's a lot going on here. Like, you know, don't screw up getting across a quarter deck, you know, <laughs> and he, he, he's, 
uh, you know, show your ID right and everything, salute right, you know, you know, are you supposed to, yeah, exactly, are you supposed to get on then permission to come aboard then, okay, well, if I go this way, does that mean I got to cross the quarterdeck? So do I got to ask permission to cross the quarterdeck? And as soon as he got on the boat, he just said permission to come aboard and then he walked off. And so I just basically followed the same thing he did, you know, just follow the guy that you're with. And if he gets in trouble, then, you know, you get in trouble. If you don't, then you shouldn't. Uh, but I guess it was, you know, the airlocks are what got me right off the bat. Cause I think I screwed it up. Cause you know, you had to, it was almost, I had my sea bag and everything trying to get on the boat. And he was like, well, I think we should be able to fit with all your stuff. And then I screwed up by opening the door before he had the other one closed. And all of a sudden he had the wham and it's like, Oh, shit. you know? And so, uh, and then after that, it was basically meeting CE division at that time. There was, you know, uh, there was at that time we they only had like three ice seamen. There yep. was, uh, and then uh, and then I came aboard, and then there was a few more that came. But uh, it was I think anxiety. But after that, I, you know, you got comfortable with it after a few days being on board. I got lost a couple of times. <laughs> I think I ended up at the at the uh, the bridge, and then didn't have any idea how to get back down until I talked to one of the signalmen, and he said, <laughs> "No, you just." follow that ladder all the way till you get to uh you know the mess decks you'll be able to or basically he said stop where you smell food you know during the day <laughs> it is it is like super nerve-wracking like the first we first getting on board like <clears throat> I, yeah I, I don't like i don't like 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 severe change and it was like i mean it's you know as soon as you get on there you know you gotta there's a lot of shit to remember and a lot of shit going on that you know just becomes like a second nature but yeah the first like i don't probably even like the first like month you know you, you're still i i used to when i would get lost i would just like find like find the exit outside of the ship and then just walk that way like <laughs> start over like just just start over from the beginning and yeah. then just like come back in and be like all right here i'm back you know yeah. like nobody wants to be like the guy that like excuse me, how do I get there? And they're just like, dude, I don't fucking know who you are. You <laughs> newbie, you know, like, I mean, this, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to meet like, I, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of a whole embarrassing thing. And so I would just like exit, like, Oh, here, out of here. And then walk back in a long way. And like, you're, you're like on a warship, right? So, you know, like, like there's a fucking giant five inch gun on the front of the ship and so you're walking through this thing there's a metal big old heavy metal doors and imagine if you don't know where you're going and you're not in combat systems or weapons department and you open up one of those hatches and you walk into cic it's completely dark in there there's monitors all over the fucking place and everybody turns their head and looks at you like <laughs> fuck out of here uh when i when I, even like I, I I knew how to get around pretty pretty well, uh, uh, and I'm sure Scott here. I mean, he had to work on fucking every space in that sh on that entire ship. So I mean, his his map of the ship was huge right from the beginning. Uh, meanwhile, mine was <laughs> radar three, Caesar whatever, top deck. You know, like that. You know, very very finite number of spaces that anything I would need would be in. Uh, and then when I got to like that EDC one or whatever they, that uh damage control like bitch boy uh division thing and i and i would yeah. like, go down to this yeah. space and being like what space is this and then having actually having to learn like the 
the the numeral and like uh, a designation of a word. Yeah, how to read a bullseye. I don't know if anybody knew how to do that until they got to that division. Like, I mean, but like, and once I got it, I was like, holy shit, dude, I can get anywhere on this place. <laughs> and I, I mean, it took me like a week to figure And keep my, I'd been in the Navy for like five years. I didn't know how to use those signs. Uh, you know, can you, know, you know, what is it? Two letters. I tell you what, okay, stuff like that. Designation. Yeah, the division was the first two letters on the That's top. That's right. That who owns it, and then the was it the middle was the Frames. tells you whether you were at uh, waterline or O decks oh. or oh yeah the deck uh, level yeah. or if you were below waterline with one two yeah. and then O one O two and then the other one was the like frame. so basically like you know one one uh, well one I guess was like you were on the you're basically in the bull nose. You know where the anchor chain is sitting, and and, and like was it like the even numbers were on the right hand side, odd yeah, numbers were left hand, or yeah, Jesus. You in the I drank Joe? myself back to high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you went too far back, too far back. <laughs> Come back to us. Come back now. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't. I didn't, I never needed to, you know, like, cause you know, like you got to go to this room, you got to like, everything's like my world was always, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of places I needed to be. And then if I knew where I needed to be, I just went there, you know, like, I didn't like have to study my way to get there. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then it was like, oh, there's a fan room that has a, 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 a battle lantern that needs the battery changed at this location. And I'm like, I'll see you guys in like six hours <laughs> because it's not going to be gone for a long time. <laughs> and then just looking around like, holy shit, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scott, like you said, um, basically, I see man where like you got the leftovers from the ETs and stuff. What was your relationship? <laughs> what was your relationship like with the rest of the department? Were there any rivalries or or? Or how was uh, how was your basically your relationship with the rest of the department? I'd say the relationship with the rest of the department was pretty cake. You know, I remember you guys talking about earlier. You know, FCs and STs. Yeah. You know, there was several times. Oh my God, when when we used to do like twelve hour watches, and we're like days and nights. You know, night shift. I had a routine of, you know, I had my four hour watch I think or something during the night and then I had to do like maintenance that if, that I could do at night um, I think I had a routine of you know I go down to the sonar one or the sonar control room and, and hang out with whoever's on watch at that time there and then uh, I would go to uh, uh, CIC and you know hang out with uh, Q or Drew sit there with Drew, you know, I'd actually grill him about actually when I was doing my East Swast, I was drilling him about, you know, uh, the spy radar. What does this do? What does that do? You know, Horsley when he was, uh, down there or, uh, you know, uh, was it? Yeah. Then, then there's what Monica and then, uh, uh, then, you know, you go to CS, uh, CSMC and, you know, Boulay might be up there or, or Martin might be up there. Fluent might be up there. You know, or then, you know, head up to the bridge and and see what Cracker Jack officer was on the watch and <laughs> and see if you know if you even like them. Uh, and then I even do like what what Josh said. You know, go up to uh, 
go outside and just stand there and look at the stars and everything or you know sometimes there might be a thunderstorm off to the distance you might watch the you know the spider web of lightning going across and that but um it was pretty good you know uh a lot of it i think sometimes was uh getting sucked up to about the movies you know hey man can't you play this like i've been really wanting to see this but i'm on watch all the time or you know i got watched tonight (laughs) can i can i can can you throw it in on this time well i'll see what i can work in Uh, especially the ms's you know i say hey you want to watch this movie how about you make me a little extra oh, something yeah. on like breakfast or, you know, <laughs> throw me a few more pieces of shrimp on Sunday. It was all about bartering. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you had a product. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't have shit. We just protected uh, yeah. the ship. Sorry. <laughs> you the uh, missile? I'll take three yeah. eggs. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome for your life. <laughs> uh, let me, let me throw that question back at you. The rest of you guys, what was your relationship like with the ICs? Uh, Andy, do you- I mean, I guess it depended on which one, you know. I got along with fine with Scott, and uh, well, after him, what Baladran or whatever, you know, he was a good dude. Um, John's, you know, most of those guys were all pretty cool. There was, uh, you know. One one of the people in your uh, rate that we used to give a lot of grief to, you know, being such a, a phenomenal athlete, but uh, man, <laughs> otherwise, uh, oh know, they were, yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah, Mister PT himself, yeah, yeah. But I mean, otherwise, they were <laughs> they were good people, and you know, kind of um, I know no problems with them. It was interesting, kind of, yeah popping into aft I see to see what was going on every once in a while, you know, as you were going down to birth into or something and, uh, you know, then just kind of, um, you know, I remember being in the repair locker, I was investigator called and everything else. So like touring all the forward spaces during GQ and like going into forward, I see and checking on the, you know, that's where the, the wizens were and all that kind of stuff. So like some pretty neat stuff that I see would work on and all that. So yeah how about you drew uh i mean i always had a good relationship with them um i mean i was friends with scott and i would also hang out with him in his space and just like you know i was kind of fascinated by like how he played the movies all the time you know um and i think that we're all kind of cut from the same cloth you know if you will like we all kind of deal with um electronics kind of nerdy um you know for the most part um and and especially a lot of the other like I see men. I think I probably played D and D with a couple of them, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, we're all very like minded. And I and I listening to the other episode and talking about the you know sonar techs and FCs. I I always felt like we were you know uh, the same essentially. Like we just had the top side, and they just took care of like underwater. You know, I never felt a rivalry yeah. with them or anything. I always felt like we kind of did the same thing, just different locations. And um, I use ri- rivalry and jest. We pretty much got along with everybody, but there's those natural, like, you want to poke fun at people, especially with ETs. There are going to be obviously natural rivals because we go through the same schooling and then we just split off from yeah. there. But, uh, but, and then OSs too. I always say we have a rivalry with OSs, especially if you're oh. an FC who has a watch station in combat. Yeah. But uh, well, for the most part, I just want to put it out there that we got along with everybody 
those these rivalries were more for fun and and because you just got to shit talk every once in a while. How about you, Josh? What was your relationship like with the ICs? I don't. I don't know if I remember hanging out with any ICs, but I do remember going to that aft IC one time or a couple of times. I don't know why I would go down there. There was some reason I went down there, maybe because I was in that EDC one, but I remember those little like cabinets that were they were to play the movies and stuff. And they weren't normal. Were they VHS tapes or were they something unusual? Like no, a, they were they were like, oh God, what the hell? Tiny they, little things or yeah, something. Yeah, they were like they were smaller than they're eight millimeters, is what they were. I guess uh, there's something like you'd see on like an airplane or something like that, maybe. Like a mini cassette or something like Basically, that? Basically, yeah. It was just a miniature version of a VHS. Uh, you know, it's what's, but, what's funny, though, is I think I remember Josh coming down there one time, <laughs> and he was just like, like he was lost. And I was on I was <laughs> on have been just lost, down there. yeah. And, you know, we would all be crunched back in the back where those cabinets are with the movies, and there was – two vcrs playing on two different channels we had a third one that we had a designated one that we could watch a movie whatever we wanted to watch and nobody could see it yeah so we were always watching the new ones that came out before <laughs> anybody else was even ever really able to watch it and that always happened on those guys' watch but i remember him coming down there i think and he opened up the door real slow and he looked in there and i kind of peeked around the corner and i was like what in the world he's like well there is people down here was like, wasn't it like a weird square door it wasn't like a full size it was hatch, yeah was you it? had to you had yeah you had to duck down to get through it because it yeah because there were steps that you had to go down for some reason the design of it that time was, it was but i remember him peeking, yes. yeah i remember him peeking through and I, I think it was me and maybe it was dicky i can't remember if it was dicky um uh and he did the same thing he's like what is he doing like i don't know what do you need what is this i said this is after i see oh oh okay what are you guys doing we're playing movies we're on watch oh this is where the movies come from. <laughs> oh okay and then he closes the door and walks off and was like, like i finally saw behind the curtain of the right. wizard yeah. of Oz, you know? <laughs> yeah exactly oh hey <laughs> big ups huh well, see you later <laughs> uh joe do you, do you uh, have any <laughs> I'm like trying to like rack my brain. Who the ice did the ice Did they just become ETs one day? No, that never happened. No, they're no. still ice seamen. If you become a if you become a master chief, you become an EM. Ice seamens no. fall off. I would say one of the like, it wasn't a a rivalry, but it was just a ball buster between ETs and ice seamen. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you guys went through so much schooling, you know, so much more than what we did. You know, two years. Yo, who got along with years. ETs? Serious yeah. question. Yeah, we uh, always had ET friends, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah I mean, I got along with most of the ETs. There was yeah. a few that were. They would have to work on our equipment sometimes, so we had to be somewhat friendly with them. Yeah, two M guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, Go up there and stone cold stun all those fools and that. <laughs> uh, so Scott, you just picked up your tray of food and you're walking into the galley. Where are you sitting down? Oh man, it have to. You know, I usually remember sitting at the first two or three tables. It was like right next to the salad bar, I think. <clears throat> you know, because combat systems. It, yeah combat systems basically you know there was always like uh and you know when i went to eat of course it was always the joke between me and belay 
you know, we'd be in back after I see and he'd be like, Hey man, you hungry? Yeah. Well, I'll buy you lunch. I'm like, oh, great. Cool. And, you know, we head upstairs and go to the mess decks and, and get in line. But you know, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's just the stupid stuff that got you through the, you know, the yeah. six months of re- repetitiveness, you know, and uh, it's, but it was the first two or three tables, you know, and the, yeah. and along the back wall was engineering. Yeah. And then uh, the closest to the TV was always the MSs that were cooking or they were supposed to be in the, the galley or whatever. <laughs> and they're out there watching the movie or whatever. And, during chow burning at dinner they always get yelled at and then (laughs) uh, i remember when they finally designated what was that table first thing onto the right was first class you know seating only and section it off yeah for the first class petty officers were you there when they put the walls up then that was way later after i I remember the walls walls up yeah, 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 they they, they built their own mess. Two tables, yeah. No, they did. It was kind of dorky. Yeah, it was yeah. Real dorky. They, why would you put that thing? Was small enough the way it was, it was with the with yeah. the fully operational door. I think. Yeah, it was a come door and a eight hundred watt closet. sound system. <laughs> yeah, come on into the first class closet and have a meal or something. I mean, well, yeah. we would, we would sit they over got, and make fun the of them bar. before the walls oh, were. Oh we would God. sit there and make fun of them because they would all sit over there together. You know, stupid. Well, you know, there's a few guys that were hilarious that would sit with us that were first classes because yeah. they didn't care. Right. You know? Yeah. And it was always the like, old salts that sat. Yeah. Glass. Like glass right. was the funniest one. Ah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, you get him. There's a few mm-hmm. stories about him during, you know, downtime with uh, a certain vegetable or. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fruit. When he wasn't a chief. Yeah, yeah, when he wasn't a chief and he was allowed to try to cut, you know, but they even got yeah. after him when he was a first class. Hey, you've got a standard to set. Well, you know what? We're three months into this shit. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I only knew he was, was a good chief, attitude. But he was still sure. a cool guy. Oh, he was he was the best. He was the best. Yeah. yeah. He was God. I love that dude. He's a good yeah. good guy. It, God love him. He tried to play soccer as best as he could, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a big football guy. Uh yeah, do you guys got anything else for Scott before we move on? Scott, do you got uh, any? Oh my God, I could probably talk for days about you know Q trying to bust people's balls on you know, <laughs> during chow time and <laughs> smacking them in the forehead and telling them to be quiet, you know, and him being Q and you know is you know the typical uh, you know Spivey York you know sessions on there you know there's times i remember just sitting on the mess decks for hours i could be done eating and my tray would be probably dry from just sitting <laughs> there because you know you you'd get, you'd get up you'd want to get up and then here you know here come drew and then you know yeah, and then they get done and then all of a sudden here come like joe or andy or something i was like you know it was like cheers almost you just sat there and <laughs> oh that's so true yeah talk to yeah. everybody you know <laughs> so yeah I- I'm trying to think. I had I have some like those one some of those funny questions that I've brought on like in the early early podcast, but I can't think of right now. One of them was involving time and how long you sat in one place the longest. Oh, smoke! Were you a smoker, Scott? I was smoked on and off. I think it was usually when we were on deployments. What's, like, oh, you know. I guess you didn't have to be a smoker, but what was the longest time you spent on the <laughs> in the smoke break area? Oh God. <laughs> I would say, you know, even even when I wasn't, I would just sit there and, you know, because yeah. that's where you found out everything. That was yeah. the, 
you yeah. know that was the scuttlebutt where you found everything instead of you know going to the uh to the mestex and then sometimes it's funny is you hear something on on the the uh, smoke deck and then you go down to the the mess decks to go eat or whatever and all of a sudden somebody's asking you know, like well no this is what i heard but hey what did you hear you know <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just started something to see how wild and crazy it would get right. you know <laughs> oh man um yeah so like i said we were on this uh, this trajectory of um just going through the the chronological order of a naval career but i decided to take a little break we'll 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 kick that back up next year but seeing as how we're in the holiday seasons right now uh tomorrow is veterans day this episode will obviously come out in in a time delay but uh i just want to say first of all happy veterans day to you guys and to everybody that served you too and you guys too Yes, definitely. Same. Same. And um, as we're recording, it's the Marine Corps birthday. It's the Marine Corps. <laughs> do you? Well, let me ask you this: uh, um, Do you have any like relationship or thoughts based on the Marine Corps? We're we're small boy Navy, so we're pretty traditional Navy people. But do you guys any have any relationship or thoughts? Like, do you like to play into the Marine Corps Navy rivalry? Oh, of course. I always give that anytime I meet a Marine, you know, I definitely remind them they're, they're a part, a department of the Navy. So, yeah, <laughs> got to, got to do Swinging that. Swinging on them. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they wouldn't know where to take, you know, they got some awesome, amazing people, but they wouldn't know where to go unless we dropped them off on where they needed to go and <laughs> say, you need to go this way. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, you always talk about, you, you always hear about how, you know, Marines and sailors, they can't get along with each other. Uh, but then if somebody from one other branch starts talking smack about, you know, Marine or Navy, and you're both there at the same time, they're ones that back you up. And it's not even, it's, it's funny because even when I got out and I was back in Wyoming, there was a couple guys I ran in, I ran around with that were Marines. And they didn't even know I was in the Navy for the first six months I knew them. Until I started talking about stuff and like, you were in the Navy? Like, yeah, like, holy crap, dude, seriously? And then all of a sudden, this dude in the Air Force of all ones starts talking smack (laughs) to me about stuff. And I don't even think I got two seconds to get a word out. And those two were already all over him. Why don't you go back and get your pedicure and stuff? So make sure (laughs) that you can clickety clack on your keyboard and, (laughs) you know. The current singer for Sinister X, he's a Marine, so, you know. I have a handful of other friends that are Marines and I always, you know, give them. Are you uh, bound more by, are you bound more by uh, like the, the, the rule of like military brothers or are you bound more like the rule of rock? <laughs> <laughs> this depends, you know. Uh, oh, it depends on the, the venue. On the, okay. Yeah, I get yeah. it. You know, close in close quarters. It's, you know, we, we, each other grief you know the the brotherhood of, of service and you know crayon eater and everything else do you guys are. ever go shoulder blade to shoulder blade because <laughs> that's i know that the the brotherhood is complete right getting back to a uh, veterans day you know i like I, I i generally like to keep this podcast positive but um i do want to talk about i've been seeing a lot of posts lately about the um uh, 
Veterans Day and about the the veterans who like complained about being in service their whole entire career and then get out and then all of a sudden they're pro military this and that and they want their flowers uh do you guys got what do you how do you guys feel about that do you guys care uh Andy I mean I mean I was kind of always largely reflected positively on you know the time served and everything else and it's kind of weird you know like you know even you look at you know everybody here we can spend three days talking about all the bad times and experiences and stories and whatever else we had you know on the ship but you know it's just as easy to kind of tell stories about all the good memories we had with each other or just in general, you know, service and everything else. And, you know, the unique experiences, you know, that, you know, we haven't been able to replicate kind of anywhere else, whether it's looking up at the stars at night or, you know, just sunsets over the water or sand, you know, sand and dirt in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, any number of weird things, you know? Um, So, I mean, it's, it's, I guess um, I don't know. It's, it's one of the weird things you don't give a a second thought to it in a in a way. I'm just it's you know it's it's what I did. I don't know. It was that was a, a chapter of my life, and you know now it's something else. But you know it's still something I um, appreciate or you know value as you know an but important there, thing. There's look. You're you're not gonna join the military in our case the navy without bitch having a bitch fest like every other day, if not every yeah. day. But you guys you guys did your time, you guys served you guys did your job well, you guys served honorably. Does it bu- bug you guys that there's there are those guys that spent their whole entire career going fuck the navy, fuck this, fuck that, you know, doing the bare minimum For those- and then and then they get out. And then on Veterans Day, they're like, hey, remember me. Give me my flowers. Do oh, you think those got honorably discharged, those type no. of people? No. They got their duty oh. 214s, and they got their honor. They just did the bare minimum. They're just complaining the whole time. You know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't – I try not to let, like, that bother me because I still feel like at the end of the day, we all made the same commitment. Yep. Um, we were on the ship together and I, I don't doubt that if the shit hit the fan that we would all, you know, uh, do our job and what we should do to like get the job done. And you also don't know what you're signing up for when. when yeah. I mean, we don't know what to expect. Team. Yeah. There was no documentaries about like what, what the fuck we did in the military. There wasn't the no average GI Joe podcast presents. Sea stories there's, to let right? you know what, what's no one knew on. what, there's no podcast. There's no internet who you know like what come on you know, yeah, so, like that. go ahead finish up i'm sorry no just i just i think that you know with with that um you know everyone had the they served they did their time you know and we all like andy said you know there was good times there was bad times um and, and you know what like fuck you for judging like someone else's time and for what they did you know like maybe they look back on it and think differently, 
you know um but i, I try not to let it bother yeah. me joe you were saying something uh you know uh i couldn't was was the was the was that was that uh whole thing going around was that a a shot at guys that only did like four years and just like bitched the entire time about doing it like this fucking thing sucks i'm out of here as soon as possible yeah you shouldn't get veterans day huh. um <laughs> I, I knew I guys that were i, I knew guys that were in the military that were like you know like you know the the darlings of the military that like got busted for smoking pot or you know doing drugs or something like you know like and you know and they probably you know have fucking you know their big ass you know marine corps fucking symbol or whatever you know navy in on the, you know or anchor you know some bullshit thing you know and they didn't even cut it you know like you couldn't handle your first enlistment without like popping positive on a, on a you know <laughs> so i mean like I, I didn't do any of that I, I i stayed you know drug free the entire time so that's pretty that's pretty cool like a lot of people don't yeah yeah you know um, so I, like we said, honorably, I honorably served. I just didn't like, I just didn't like being there after a certain amount of time, you know, and, and I'll tell you this though, I did a good fucking job at my job when I had to do it. Yeah. It was the other times that I didn't have to do anything that like, I was just like, dude, I'm bored as hell. Like, let me out of here. Let me go home. Yeah. You know, like, or, or I'm just going to go end up being a 21 year old dude, 20 year old dude, hanging out with my other 21, 22 year old dudes. And obviously we're going to do something dumb, you know? And like, so let us off this, let us off this shit before Josh calls in a hostage situation in, in the radar room or something <laughs> like that's, that, that's the alternative to, yeah. you know, Josh so I mean, like, you know, and I'll tell you, so I, I, I don't go crazy yeah. at, at the, the, I don't even eat the golden corral anymore. It's too, too, uh, not for me. The one in our town me. finally closed down. It's now it's a Mexican restaurant. So it just gets a little bit too crazy in there for me. And there's some old timers in there and their elbows deep in the, not for me, but I go, I go and get like, I'll go and get like, you know, like a appetizer or something from Applebee's or something like that. But I imagine, I imagine that that post is, maybe to the people that, that acted like I did, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then just go absolutely bonkers, like, you know, uh, on, uh, on Veterans Day, you know, go to like hit up every single sale <laughs> and all that post well, about it and go crazy on the internet, you know, so. I think any veteran that's seeking a reward or. Yeah, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of not, shitty not thing. truly, truly, you know, you know what I mean? Like we didn't, it's not I didn't, really I didn't supposed to be a day. To, I didn't get I didn't do it to get a free meal at Golden Corral once a year. <laughs> yeah, they started I mean, that when I was in the Navy. It's not my fault. Right. I didn't I didn't do that. So um <laughs> yeah, I I not very rarely take advantage of that. I, I always forget to ask for the military disc or the veterans discount anyways at regular places. So I didn't even know there was. A, is, can you just walk into a place and ask them for a veterans discount? I mean, I just, I just don't. I just, yeah. I'm, I guess they my mind doesn't even yeah. think like that. There's, yeah. there's even a lot of places. There's I even think, there's local places here in in the. Well, do you guys always ask for it? If I no, know I just, it's there, I'll ask for it. I, I just care. forget. It's only like ten percent. You know, it's usually ten. Like it's 10%. nothing. It's nothing crazy. Like you get a half off of a hundred dollar right. bill. You know, hundred dollars. <laughs> You know, or oh, when you were a veteran, you get a free meal every day of your life. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that would be I'll pretty cool, though. 
especially yeah. when you got a large family. I mean, you know, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Counts right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I never even think to. I, 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 if it's not posted on like the sign or something, like I, I don't even. It doesn't even like register in my head. I should probably start asking. Uh, it seems kind of. You know, and I know, I know for myself, and I'm probably speaking for all of us. I, I know probably uh, as as far as us the veterans that are still alive and everything we're probably remembering the ones that truly gave it all and not really trying to seek a like i said a reward or a prize or anything like that we're we're truly remembering the veterans that we we remember or mm-hmm. i don't i know some i had some other friends that were in some other services that we we actually lost so you know remembering those people that really truly gave it all so uh yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't really have a high opinion on those type of people you're referring to, uh, Adam, in the beginning there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't probably confront him <laughs> if, if that was what you were wondering no, about. You, but I mean, at the end of the day, they still did their time too. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. And now, I, I mean, but just I, don't be going overboard with it, I think, right? And I guess you can't spot and they're not wearing a badge like, hey, I hated it the entire time I was there. This is my 50th trip to the buffet. You know, like, I, I don't, th- you know, so I mean, you really can't like go like stolen valor or something on somebody because you, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I guess you, yeah, like you don't confront them. Like, you're just like, but I mean, I, I think you know who they are on like your Facebook yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you, so. I mean, they know who they are. They know what they did and they live with it at the end of the day. And the people that were around (laughs) during the time like that, they did it. They know, too. So, hey, live your life. No, I mean, yeah. Even if you were a shitty sailor for four years or 10 years or whatever. Yeah, you still did it for four to 10 years. (laughs) Get your freebies, but just don't be an asshole about it. (laughs) Save some for everybody. At least they're not the people that are saying like, oh, I would have joined the military, but I, I would never, I couldn't let anyone tell me what to do. You know, like, oh, fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had guy. a fucking dollar for every time I. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, like, like John said, I mean, like, I think a lot of times people forget that, you know, like Veterans Day isn't for a, a free steak at Applebee's, you know, it's, it's, it's not. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, like just, every, you know, the majority of the people that probably served, you know, just kind of maybe just, you know, kind of maybe just gloss over it or something. I don't know. I don't I appreciate I, I know the that, gesture. I, I don't. Really that, I truly appreciate yeah, it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I remember, you know, Veterans Day comes up and I remember, you know, what the reason is behind the whole thing. But I mean, I don't go to like the Veterans Hospital or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, what else am I supposed to do besides you know i guess you know i guess educate i i tell i tell the people i work with what it what it's all about you know or you know mm-hmm. you know something like that but it's not like i'm not do i'm i'm honestly really not doing a whole lot of veterans like you know facing things in my life hey joe give me I, a call and thank me and then you'll have a good <laughs> have a good veterans day i mean i always you know yeah oh yeah i definitely you know the people that i do know yeah for sure they're getting a you know a happy veterans day for sure, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think I really got active into like Veterans Day that much until, yeah. uh, you know, a few years ago after I met, you know, 
all my kids are not my kids. They're from my wife's previous marriages, but I've never called them my stepkids. They've always been, you know, my boy and my, my girls. When my boy was seven, you know, he invited me to the Veterans Day breakfast and uh, thing that they were doing at the elementary school, you know, where all the, you know, all the vets got to go, you know, they, and they, but they had brought stuff from home. You know, I gave him a few pictures and I tried to give him, I, I think I gave him my, my uh, ribbon rack and the ESWAS and, you know, uh, and then we just kind of, you know, I think that was like, I don't know if it's kind of weird the first time I was sitting there, you know, because you had a lot of the old timers, you know, Korean War, you know, vets and there was some of the World War II guys and the Vietnam guys and, you know, um, I will say this though, one thing about veterans, uh, and the ones that really got dicked over the hardest that people need to really, really like give more thanks and say, you know, what you did was the Vietnam guys, the Vietnam vets. They never 100%. got, they yeah. never got what we got. They never got what, you know, the Korean war, the world war two, you know, those guys were scared to come home yeah. because like, as soon as they got off the plane, I have a good friend of mine, my dad's best friend, he was a Vietnam vet. Uh, you know, I, I remember him saying there was guys that would tell him that as soon as they got off the plane, they would sprint to the bathroom to change into their uh, civilian clothes. Yeah. So they wouldn't be recognized of, you know, it didn't matter whether it was Navy, Army, Air Force, yeah. Marines, nothing. They got, I mean, they got shit on. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, that here locally, they actually did a homecoming for Vietnam vets that you know 30 years later or 40 years later after they came home they finally gave them a you know an actuary prompt you know homecoming that they deserved when you know when they were coming home and a lot of those guys didn't have a choice they had they were made to go you know yeah. we made the choice to to sign up we made mm-hmm. a choice to to do it they didn't are you are you so active true. in the veteran community right now like you uh, go like are you in like uh, like the VFW or anything like that or? No, I've I've been there several times. They've asked me to be a part of it. You know, I, I just, you know, you have to realize, you know, a lot of our vests I love to drink. I drank my, mm-hmm. you know, my fair share. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I never had problems. I just I don't drink much anymore. If I drink, it's maybe <laughs> once a year. I could maybe count in the last two or three years how many times I've drank. Now I know all of you guys can vouch for as much as I used to drink with you <laughs> oh, yeah. and against you, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but no, you, you realize after you get older, you start having kids, it's, you know, you look forward to just sitting on the couch and relaxing on a Friday night instead of wondering where you're going to go and oh, how yeah. much money, how much money <laughs> you got in the account. <laughs> That's the truth. <clears throat> so once again, I just want to wish, you guys and everybody that served a happy veterans day um part of the reason why i started doing this podcast is to get like like kind of like what the name is the average gi joe i just wanted to get the average everyday veteran a platform to tell their own stories so hopefully this is kind of my way of giving back to the veteran community and i hope you guys all enjoy it so far and then thank you guys again for joining me for the sea stories it's it's always a great time hanging out with old shipmates. We're getting into 
Thanksgiving is also this month. And I just want to talk a little bit about uh, military life during the holidays and how did you guys navigate that part? Because as we all know, especially on deployments, but even working in port in the military service, the, the holidays could get tough, especially if you're like, you're, you're 17, your first time thousands of miles away from home, the holidays could get tough. Uh, if you have a family at home and you're on deployment, the holidays could get tough. Uh, Andy, what are some of the, how did you navigate the holidays during this time? While you're yeah, I mean, um, you know, I kind of always, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, I guess, pick my battles on that. And like Thanksgiving never was one that I counted on ever. Like it, it was, I think I never had, I don't think I really ever had duty on Thanksgiving, but it was always like, I had it like that Friday or Saturday. So like, I never had that long weekend pretty much. So like, that was always kind of a, a lost cause. So like, um, you know, I was used to doing Thanksgiving with friends or around the ship or base or whatever it was going to be, you know, at that time. So just kind of did that usually, but I always kind of counted on Christmas and, you know, out of the six years I was in, the only one I missed was the one we were on the 0506 cruise. So, I mean, that was a pretty good track record, I'd say. So, I mean, um, and that was just kind of always my, you know, approach was, you know, don't worry about Thanksgiving. It's a big meal and a, a coma, you know, and, uh, you know, Christmas was kind of what mattered. So shoot for that. Uh, Drew? Um, yeah, I, so I think I was I was kind of lucky in the sense that um, I was basically married, <clears throat> um, you know, through most of my naval career. Um, so I, I always had like some place to go if I if I wasn't on duty. Um, also, I, I do remember having like duty on Thanksgiving, and I remember my wife uh, Ari and like her mom bringing me Thanksgiving dinner. Um, you know, so. Uh, I think in that respect, I was pretty lucky, but kind of like what Andy was saying, you know, you would always give up Thanksgiving for Christmas, like Christmas was the most important. And if you could get to go home, that was when you wanted to, and you would choose to. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I always felt like as a, a lot of guys with that didn't have, um, you know, a place to really go to, I, I was always lucky in that sense. Uh, Joe? And from Kansas, it was, uh, you know, pretty far. And I didn't, uh, I don't think, I never, I never went home for Thanksgiving. That's for sure. Uh, most of the time, you know, it, it was just one of those things like, you know, they, it just saved my days. Uh, I think I may, I may have spent, I may have spent two or three Christmases on board that ship. Maybe two, I th two I know for sure. One was because we were on deployment and one I remember I guess I'm, I I always took the second Palm period anyway. So I spent Christmas on board, you know, by chance on my duty days or whatever. But Drew and I definitely spent a Christmas on uh, on board the USS Donald Cook before uh, on on duty. Uh, but I, I always took the second the second period over uh, New Year's Eve just because I always, you know, knew it would be like a cooler experience to come home to with, I don't have, you know, I'm not married or anything that, and, uh, you know, there were guys with kids and stuff, you know, like you kind of want the guy to, you know, have to accidentally be, you know, 
So I didn't want to fight over palm periods or whatever they were called. So I just was like, second palm period, I'm fine. You know, I'll fly out on the 28th or something. So I always did that. Uh, I didn't go home a whole lot. I mean, I, I think maybe I took a trip in the summertime with maybe one time, maybe twice. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't remember being being gone a whole bunch. I mean, I know I never, I never lost, uh, uh, leave. I always had like almost like a max number. And when I got out, I had a whole, I had like three months worth. So, uh, uh I mean, it was just cause I just, I mean, I didn't even take a, I didn't even leave, take leave before we went on that, on my, on that second deployment I went on, I just stayed on board because I was like, I'm getting out in like three months, you know? So, I don't, yeah, my, my, my holidays spent on board. They were cool as shit, dude. You're hanging out with your buddies. Every mis misery, you know, loves company. If you're going to be on board on a holiday, you might as well make the best of it mm -hmm. because they're going to, they're going to put a good right, meal out for right. you at least, you know, at the bottom line, <laughs> right. they're going to put a solid meal out. So, <clears throat> you know, enjoy hanging out on they your duty day. With, they catered a lot for the duty sections, right? Yeah. They would, they would do something nice, you know, so. Yeah, you had to be on board for 24 hours. Especially, you know, it was really bad when you were in port on duty. Like underway, if everyone's, you have yeah, 340 <laughs> people that are like, motherfucker, this is 4th of July. This shit sucks. You know, like. You get, so, you get a holiday routine out of it. Yeah, yeah, you get to sleep in. So whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, being in port, when you're in port Norfolk and, you know, everybody's out, you know, enjoying super cool fireworks or christmas day or new year's eve or whatever and you're stuck on board yeah it sucks but yeah you do what you got to do you understand what's going to happen you get like i said like i said you get a decent meal so ride it out watch reruns the rest of the night <laughs> josh how did you navigate the holidays when you were in well, of course, when we were stateside, I always remember there was always, I, th I thought there was a decision we had to make between December and November. If we wanted to take Thanksgiving, we couldn't get December and then vice versa. But uh, I do remember going home in Thanksgiving one year, but I think I was like in Dahlgren or something like that. Uh, I do remember them taking very well good care. Like if you had duty days on those holidays, any holiday it was, whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving. It seemed like it was an easy duty. Like once you did your watch, you just go to your rack and go to sleep. You know, it was like no big deal. They didn't have like things for you to do. Um, but I I do remember being home. I mean, that was one thing they did let us go home on those holidays. But I do remember being stuck on the boat over like in Spain or Portugal during one Christmas. It was kind of crazy, but it was kind of cool to see that. See how other places celebrate Christmas, but um. Yeah, I, I do remember they always gave us that opportunity. And I do remember what Joe was saying, too. There seemed like there was a split between Christmas or New Year's, like whatever holiday you wanted. Um, I don't I don't remember having any issues ever taking off or or not taking the opportunity to take off. Um, You're a Christmas guy. I think so. I think I was. Oh, yeah, you were. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely a New Year's guy. Um, New Year's guy all the way, buddy. Uh, I remember being stuck on New Year's <laughs> Eve duty in um, oh, uh, Oman, Muscat, Oman. And, and 
So that was kind of crazy. Anyways, sorry. That's it. That's all I got, man. <laughs> uh, how about you, Scott? How did you navigate the holidays? Uh, I, don't, I have to say, I mean, I, I dealt with holidays, import, deployment, uh, school. I remember, you know, school when I was going through a school, actually C school. Yeah. C school. I stayed in Chicago for Thanksgiving. And then basically when you had Christmas, you wanted to get out of Chicago because they, they made you shove all your stuff in a closet. And then, you know, you left for two weeks. I think we got Christmas and new year's. Uh, it was almost like college, you know, you, you left and you didn't come back until semester started. And then uh, I'm trying to think if I remember right, my first cruise started in June. So we got back. I want to say maybe it was beginning end of May. We got right. We got home right before Christmas and I was always the second Palm guy. Uh, number one, when you get back, even if it's in port or deployment, nobody wants to do nothing when you get back. So you're on three section duty. So they basically would tell you just show up on your duty day, you know, Oh yeah, stay home. Yeah. Stay it home. was always real chill. Yeah. Do whatever you wanted. You know, whether you lived on the boat or if you lived at home, the only time you had to show up was your duty day. But then you always got that one officer. You always got that one chief during the second palm. If you came back after Christmas that they're like, well, you know, the year's going to get started. You know, we ought to start doing this. So everybody's got to come in. So then the second palm guys that had to be on the boat or whatever, they kind of get screwed over and they tell them, you know, yeah, you got to come in. We got to do some stuff. We got to do this. We got to get that. Let's get ready. You know, I always did that, but uh, I never went home for Thanksgiving. wasn't enough time for it. I mean, like Joe said, Kansas, I was in Wyoming. So I was even farther away. Uh, you know, we didn't have any major airports in Wyoming. It was either fly to Denver and drive six hours home or uh, fly to, you know, fly three different stops and then, and then get home. Um, the food was good though. I'll give credits to MSs, the two, the, the, is it two? Yeah, I was on Thanksgiving for two uh, Thanksgivings for deployment, uh, the first deployment and the second, because I think Drew didn't leave in, in November. Was it beginning of November for the yeah. for strike cruise or whatever? Um, <clears throat> it was before so. Thanksgiving. You know, they had the big ice sculpture with the shrimp and, you know, they opened, yep. up, the galley, opened up the galley to people with their own recipes and stuff, you know, and, and uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, you know, you had all you had, shrimp. Yeah, they did. Ice they had a shrimp. they had a massive like ice sculpture. They froze. They had a mold, and then they'd freeze it down in the freezers down below, and then they brought it up. And then I remember, I think the first class guys were pissed because they took up that table to put that shrimp. Yeah. The, <laughs> oh, their the eating table. Yeah, and they put the shrimp on it, and they had other stuff, you know, and and uh, there was like Damn. eighty thousand different styles of stuffing and one thing of mashed potatoes or whatever <laughs> and uh but i give those guys credit they 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 gave you one hell of a meal for thanksgiving you know just because you're you're gone and away and, and uh depending on who your division guy was or your uh if you're in port for christmas whatever sometimes they let you you know bring your family on for extended period you know i can't remember but i think there was a couple of times that there was a there was a couple of guys that I think it was their first Christmas with their kids 
and they had duty day that day and they said hey just be in by 10 you know get up early do christmas and then be in by 10 mm-hmm. you know you you won't have a watch till later i also remember guys making some big bank on christmas because right, you were swaps. qualified oh yeah, yeah duty swaps if you're if you were qualified and you can handle some want be like hey man well you know or i do remember the guys that used to do duty swaps and they hated the dude that wanted to swap be like nah i'm good dude i ain't gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> anyways i guess we'll just get right into the beer reviews um i guess i'll kick it off uh once again i was drinking a maduro brown ale from cigar city brewing over there in florida and drew's area um so sometimes i tend to be a seasonal drinker and by and what i mean by that in the colder seasons i like to drink darker beers and i love a good brown ale in the cold season and so far i'm a fan of this maduro um i definitely get notes of like coffee and chocolate it's really smooth to drink it's there's a little um burnt taste at the end but nothing unflattering uh once again it's like 5.5 percent abv and uh i give it a let me think about this i'm gonna give it a solid i want to give it a, a realistic rating and I, I i'm just gonna give it a 3.75 bottle caps uh once again uh I input the ratings on the untapped app using the official average Joe podcast tag. And then you can see all the, the beers we've drank over the past episodes on there. Uh, send a friend request. If you'd like, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, Andy, remind <laughs> us, remind us of what you're drinking and give us your rating and review. Yeah. I got the bold rock hard lemonade, um, which again is 5% ABV. And, uh, you know, made in Nellysford, Virginia. So state, local, at least, since I'm still in Norfolk VB area. Uh, I gave it a three and a half. Um, I bought it back over the weekend because one of my bosses was having a oyster bake. And I was going to go to that. And then I ran into car problems. So I didn't make it. But I figured this would be kind of light and would go good with anything. So I figured it would appear well with the uh the oysters and whatever else we were going to have there but uh yeah since i didn't get to make it out uh tastes good on a on a wednesday with my brothers you know so (laughs) three and a half it's uh it's pretty good you know but it's nothing special i would say so our ratings are system because i really enjoy this beer and i gave it a quarter rating higher but i think it's really good (laughs) We need to calibrate a little bit. Uh, Drew, remind everybody what you're drinking and give us your rating and review. All right. So I'm drinking um, Funky Buddha uh, Floridian wheat beer. It is a German style wheat beer, Hefeweizen. Um, I really love this beer. I like wheat beers in general, uh, more of the like Bavarian style, um, which this kind of uh, leans towards. Um, I enjoy like the bready, like banana that you get from like a a Bavarian wheat, uh, which this has a little bit of. um, So it's really, really good, really easy to drink. Um, My rating, I feel like I would give it a higher rating, but because it's a wheat beer, I don't think it's very like shareable. You know, like a lot of people 
uh, wheat beer is not for everyone. Mm. Um, so I think I would, I would give it probably like a 3.75 as well. Um, but I, I love it. Um, it's, it's also kind of local to me. It's from Florida, um, South Florida. So it's, it's really good. Check out everything Funky Buddha does. It's, it's great. I, I think wheat beers hefts are my favorite beer ever. And is it weird that I don't drink them because I don't want to get a bad one? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I feel you. It's because some of them really are, are terrible. <clears throat> um, they're just too like citrusy to me. Yeah. I, I prefer like the more of the, like the, like that Bavarian style. Yeah. Um, Joe. Right. I had the, uh, I had the. Sorry <clears throat> if I interrupted you. No, you're fine, man. Uh, I had it won't the, happen uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm walking into something now. Uh, uh, I had the uh, single white IPA from uh, Boulevard Brewing here in Kansas City. And uh, this is an India Pale Ale. Uh, pretty good as far as Pale Ale goes. Uh, you know, I, it's not one of those super disgusting Pale Ales, I don't, in my opinion. Uh, some are uh, it's IPAs. Uh, they 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 can get a little a little gross from time to time. Uh, this one's not bad. Uh, Five point seven ABV, fifty seven IBUs. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I would go. Uh, I would say it's a solid uh, three point five. That's what I'm going with. Are you going through the Boulevard catalog? Is that where you're going? <laughs> Uh, no, what I'm doing is actually, I guess it's kind of I'm going through uh, the Boulevard catalog and the uh, KC Beer Company catalog. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just go to the liquor store before uh, I swing home on Wednesdays and I look for a 12 pack of something that I haven't talked about before. And then I drink it. Uh, I, I, if it was up to me, I would have done a, a more of a, a winter darker beer, but. Uh, I saw this and there was like one six pack left on that was cold or one 12 pack that was cold. And I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and get that. It's on sale because <laughs> it's more of a summertime thing. But uh, yeah, did I say 3.5? Yep. That's yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'll take it to your house in the summertime, but I'm, I'm not going to drink it on myself very often. <laughs> also, I forget, I keep forgetting to mention, but I want to go through my koozie collection. And I'm drinking from my Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay MWR Marina koozie this time. Nice. <laughs> All right. Stepping the game up, man. I got to bring out my koozies. <laughs> I got a 40-ounce koozie, by the way. Damn. I don't know where mine went, but I, that was the best. Is it thing that same one? Yeah, I still got it. I don't know where mine went. I lost mine years ago. Yeah. Because you don't Damn. care about things. <laughs> oh, dude, that was I, – I may have left that in Virginia. I don't. I haven't seen a thing in years. <laughs> Josh. Yes. Uh, so I was drinking the Voodoo Ranger, and I did a little bit more research, and I found, you know, the specific type of hops and the type of yeast and the IBUs <laughs> and all that fun stuff. So it was a 7.0 IBU – I mean, uh, a, ABV – and then 50 IBU, so not too, you know, not too bitter. Uh, they're using a, a L yeast, and they're using Amarillo, Cascade, Mosaic, Chinook, 
and then some kind of HBC 522 Mosaic Chantra and Citra hops. So, of course, uh, the malt is Pale Honey and Pilsner. So, cool stuff. There's a whole series of those out there. They're from Colorado again. Uh, there's an Imperial or a double IPA out there too that's really quite uh, scary to drink. Um, but I don't know, man. It's a good okay. beer. I've had I've had three while we're talking here together, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But um, man, I don't know. Josh, I will have to say, I don't have a beer to talk about, so I'm just going to talk about this real quick. Uh, I think you ought to get into audio books, <laughs> like reading audio books, because I've noticed that it's gotten a little bit better as you've gotten intoxicated. So maybe like those Louis L'Amour uh, romance novels, like the, you know, <laughs> the Westerns, the Westerns or the Longmire. What was the Fabio, the Longmire. Fabio from 80 or 90? Yes. Yeah, do the Longmire. The, yes, do the Longmire. The, if you could only hear me read, it would be a nice. <laughs> the bodega. Boy, I mean, I, I can tell you, if we could have an, if we got an episode dedicated to Josh reading out loud, dude, I could fill two hours. I know I could. <laughs> Josh, you got your Blue Jackets manual? <laughs> Yes, I would love to hear you give us instruction of how to stencil our underwear. <laughs> Specifically, what color. And remember, if it's new, it's dirty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, but, 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 yeah, go ahead, Josh. As far as the rating. Oh, you haven't um, even gotten to <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. That's... I figured I'd get on with it there. Um, so what I do is I, I come back and I re-listen to the episode and then I plug in the ratings on the untapped at like days later. So I would have been pissed if you didn't give your rating. <laughs> um, man, let's, I'm going to go with a solid four, dude. Four bottle four. caps. I was, uh, I was looking for beer at the, like a specialty store, Josh, and I couldn't find art car. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to special order it. Or I can try to package it up and send it to you if you need me to. We'll, we'll talk. I'm not sure how legal it is shipping alcohol across state lines, but. <laughs> um, so believe it or not, boys, this podcast is growing and it's going slowly, but it's growing. So I feel like I got to put out that please drink responsibly. Um. Yes, yes. If you got to drive, don't drink and drive. Call one of your shipmates. Uh, if you're active duty and you're listening to this, uh, call the section leader and get the duty driver to pick you up. And if uh, they give you shit about it, then they're fucking dickheads. But please drink responsibly. And then now it is time for our two minutes of free talk where we could talk about anything we want for two minutes uninterrupted. Um, I'm just getting my timer out. Uh, I recently read I listened to the last episode. And so Joe, I know I had to subtract 15 seconds from your time. I remember. I remember. Get him. Okay. Get him. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start it off by first, you know, since it is the holiday season and it's Thanksgiving, I just want to thank you guys, Joe, Andy, Drew, Josh, and Scott for joining me and continue to join me on this podcast is 
it's one of the funnest things I've been doing. It's always a great time, you know, catching up and retelling old stories. And I've been just having an absolute blast. So I just want to thank you guys right off the bat. Um, I also, instead of media, I'm going to talk about video games for a second. And I started replaying Grand Theft Auto V. And that fucking video game is fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> they they did a fucking super good job at that. It's a it's a masterpiece, and I'm glad I'm replaying it. Uh, that's all I got. Is, yeah. is that is that the one that they're showing on Instagram? Like people are walking, like what the characters look like walking in GTA or whatever. Yeah, they they kind of oh. they they do that. Yes. <laughs> um. Andy, whenever you're ready, I'll start the timer as soon as you start talking. I, I got to say, um, you know, for sure, check out the Spotify playlist. I think that's a great touch from all the one on one, you know, from the other show, the um, Average G.I. Joe podcast flavor. Um, and then the movie club, Semen on Film, uh, we just did the. October episode that was hosted by me. We talked about the great 80s classic Christine, which was uh, definitely fun. Um, connecting with some of the other guys from the ship and whatnot else. And uh, it kind of took me back to some of the fun that I used to have when I did uh, Zach's movie show. I was like trying to incorporate some of that flavor, but it was like, it didn't make sense because it's just this is semen on film. It's kind of its own thing. So, uh, still a good show check it out and uh aside from that uh been watching star trek discovery on uh, paramount and that's uh a good series so i definitely recommend that as well awesome you done yeah we, i need like a hand signal oh okay <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> uh drew when you start talking i'll begin your time all right so um I mean, as always, you know, take care of your mental health. Um, you know, if you need to talk with someone, talk with someone. Um, you know, I'm always available if anyone needs me. Uh, I do work uh, daily with veterans. Um, so I, I want to give a shout out, of course, to all of our Marine brothers um, and sisters, of course. Um, working with a lot of them, I found them to be uh, a lot of the most loyal uh, people that you could find. Um, they're loyal to each other mostly, um, but also to, uh, you know, being veterans yeah. as well uh, and, and the whole veteran community. Um, so shout out to the Marines. Happy birthday. Um, Chesty Fuller loves y'all. Uh, and, um, you know, big brother, the Navy, we, uh, we appreciate you too. <laughs> uh, I also want to point out that, um, the book of Boba Fett is coming out at the end of December. Mm -hmm. And so, Drew, if you're down, and obviously you guys could join along, but I know Drew and I are super, super fans, Star Wars fans. But if you want to do like a weekly episode review, I'm down to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, ship right there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, you have one minute and 45 seconds as soon as you start talking. <laughs> First and foremost, happy Veterans Day. And, you know, just 
have a good time with it. And, uh, you know, remember, your, remember your buddies and stuff. Remember all the good times and the, you know, and, and the fallen, uh, second thing, uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Adam, for asking me to be a part of this. You didn't have to do that, man. You know, 500 other people that have been in the military, I'm sure. And, uh, you thought enough about me to ask me to join this thing. So that's pretty rad. Uh, and it has been like the most fun I've had in probably the last, like, I don't know, like what, seven or eight months, something like that. If that joke um, for me. Yeah, you motherfucker. Uh, also, uh, this is, I believe, Raiders Week. So, uh, woof, woof. That's going to be something fun. Uh, hopefully, I don't, I don't have to eat these words later uh, in another next podcast or something. And uh, also, Limp Biscuit dropped a new album on October 31st. Listen to the first four or five songs. They're pretty rad. That's it. Oh, my God. Do you want... You want me to add 15 seconds to the next one since you cut out early? <laughs> no, but I have okay. bought GTA 5 two times. <laughs> <laughs> For both PlayStations it came out on. It's out on three PlayStations now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got the newest PlayStation. That doesn't count as my time, though. No. Just letting you uh, know. Josh, when you start talking, you get your two minutes. Well, I uh, I guess like, kind of like Joe, thanks for letting me come on and do this. And it, yes, this has been a delight and uh, such an entertaining experience and able to uh, reminisce and think about the times that <laughs> have passed. And uh, I always try to, you know, leave my students with something encouraging, but I do want to tell everybody that you do matter. And then everyone has something to bring to this world. I guarantee it. You just have to find it. I promise you. Um, uh, listen to the podcast. I guess you are if you're listening to this now. Um, friends. Do what? Tell your friends. If you're, if you're listening to this, oh, tell your yes. friends. Well, friends, if you're listening, thanks for listening. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will tell my friends. <laughs> Not just you. Anybody. <laughs> Oh, yes. And tell your friends, too, if you have friends. <laughs> I'm not the only one that has friends. <laughs> oh, it's classic Josh right there. Uh, <laughs> there are people in this room. <laughs> but I always enjoy it. I look forward to it every every time we do it. I always get excited. And I always will brag at work. Oh, I'm doing this podcast with my <laughs> friends and stuff. So I kind of uh, feel special able to do a podcast. So that's kind of cool. But uh, that's it. Um, oh, and, uh, uh, I know Drew always mentions, mentions mental health. Um, there Time's is, up. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, there just is kidding. an awesome <laughs> program called Mental Health First Aid, and you, beca- you can become a fristal- mental health first aider and help with mental, ace first cri- uh, mental health aid crisis. And it's free. Uh, just look out. I'm guaranteed there's somebody in your local community that's um, uh, offering the training. But uh, for us on the podcast and for anybody else that are listening, mental health first aid, check it out. All right, I'm done. And our special guest, Scott, you got two minutes to say whatever you want, starting from when you start talking. Uh, first I have to say, you know, this is actually pretty fun. You know, I've listened to the podcast, you know, all of the, 
the sea stories and you know every time it has brought back you know stuff that i had forgotten you know and brought back like i said before you know several guys some i haven't even talked to in since i left uh you know and then some of the mainstay guys that you know you know some names like ebert york spivey lunsford belay horsley garza i mean i could go on and on with a list of them you know hughes that was another one you know i remember walking down to caesar too and there's hughes and i think andy was down there when hughes was still there and old manny was down there and, and uh edwards i think wasn't there edwards edwards yeah. down there nico you know. and mike yeah Bye. <clears throat> yeah you know it's just it's I think it's a good thing you got going on here. You know, hopefully it expands more and get more people and, and, you know, it could end up being something, you know, massive. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's been fun. Uh, uh, I have to say, I've been watching the uh, series Yellowstone started it uh, pretty good. Uh, even though I did live around in that area, some of it's kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> sure. Uh it's not like you can really get from one spot to another in that area when it's, you know, through a four hour drive and they're acting like it's a 20 minute jaunt down the, down the street, you know, uh, but check it out. One thing I didn't know, Kevin Costner's got his own band actually yeah. pretty decent. Yeah. You know, they were just here in Danville, Illinois, which I didn't even know they were until my boss today told me about it, you know? So, uh, they've got a, he's got a whole album out for the Yellowstone series or whatever, but, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I guess to close things out, you know, maybe I can get back on here again sometime, you know, in the future and, and check it out and, and you know, talk to other people, and, you know, definitely reach out to some of those other guys that we had blazed lots of stories and branded a lot of places with the Donald Cook, you know, 75, uh, you know, kind of like reminisce about one Christmas where we were in. I don't remember where we're at, but everybody showed up at the one bar that decided to open up on a Christmas day because there was nothing else open. <laughs> God knows what else happened that night. That is for another night. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thank you, Scott, for joining us. You're welcome anytime. And we encourage anybody, whether you served with us, if, you, if you're just a random sailor, shoot. If you're in the other services and you want to join a bunch of sailors and just reminisce about military life, I encourage you to reach out to any one of us and, <clears throat> and, and jump on the show with us. Uh, with that being said, follow us on Twitter at Average Joe Pod. Um, I just started. We're on the IG, guys. Follow us yeah. on Instagram at Average Joe Pod. We got the movie club um, that's on YouTube. That's only on YouTube. Just search for Semen on Film. Awesome name. Uh, <laughs> you, get, you get the latest as well on Facebook. Just search, search for the Average Yeah Joe podcast. Um, uh, I think that's all. That's it for me. Andy, you got anything? No, I mean, you, you know, social media is always important and, uh, you know, spread the word if you like the show best thing you can do is, is tell someone so i mean uh you know that's that's the, the heart of it all you know happy veterans day and it was uh good serving with all you guys and give us some beer recommendations too that'd be kind of cool yeah yeah uh what about the rest of you guys you guys ain't got any last minutes 
<laughs> All right, real quick. Uh, yeah, it, you know, hey, tell your friends to listen to us and uh, listen to us once. If you don't like it, listen to the next episode. And if you don't like it, then listen to the third episode. And by the third episode, you'll probably like it. <laughs> you know? So, I mean... Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> and if you don't like so, the third episode, just listen to the fourth. And then no, at the third episode, if you still don't like it, you know, I don't think you, I, you've done enough. I don't. Uh, I don't think you gave you us three lessons that. you didn't even like it. You did your due diligence. You tried. Yeah. Wait. Wait six months and come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Say bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, guys. <laughs> yes, sir.